if you want to get from A to B, yeah. let's say you have 25 stops. Now, Google can, cannot tell you, start with A, go oh. to D first, then go to yes, E. Yes. I grew up in India, so I, I know how addressing <laughs> yes. works. Like if people keep going around. And exactly. <laughs> and the addresses are like Mandir Ke Paas. Or <laughs> <laughs> like think of you order a bed or a couch to your house. Yeah. A Uber Eats driver is not going to get it to your house. Yeah. How do you manage that kind of interaction? welcome to another fantastic episode of Pitch Cafe podcast. Today I'm with a youth entrepreneur. I'm super excited because he is featured as one of the top tech AI startups to watch for by Founders Beta. Not every day you meet such enterprising individuals. He has worked with a professor at MIT on very exciting projects. He is from Suratkal, NITK, India. Also, he is a graduate of UMish Ann Arbor, one of the finest institutions are out there. So I'm very excited to talk to Neil Fernandez. But hey, what are we talking about today? We're talking about his startup en route and the story behind it. If you're a youth entrepreneur and like everyone, super excited about AI startups, the hottest trend in the market today, Neil is the right person to talk to. I am very enthusiastic about logistics and supply chain. During the pandemic, supply chain and logistics were what saved the day, whether it was vaccination or whether it was daily food supplies. Now, is there someone trying to make this a scalable market? Is this something we can get into a fine grain detail? Last mile delivery has been a problem for a decade almost. Now let's see what Neil has to say. Without further ado, let's bring on Neil Fernandez. Neil, what a pleasure to have you on the podcast. Welcome to Pitch Cafe. Thank you, Veda, for having me. Awesome. Uh, glad to be here. Awesome, awesome. So Neil, tell us all about Onroot AI. You are featured as one of the top tech startups here in 2022. So you're like the hot cake. Everyone's after you and you're almost planning to hit 100k ARR. 2022-23, not a small deal at all. So tell us all about if I'm a user of OnRoute AI, what am I to expect? What's your startup all about? So our broader mission is to power the next generation of e-commerce by simplifying last mile logistics. Mm -hmm. So what does that mean in, uh, in practice? So I think uh, like everyone's ordering stuff online and having it delivered to their house. And the expectation is that you want it not only instantly, but also for free. Mm -hmm. uh, this is great for customers, but uh, like having something delivered quickly, cheap. It's great for customers, but it's not so great for businesses, especially if they're not Amazon. Yeah. It puts a lot of pressure on their delivery operations. Mm -hmm. So with uh, Android AI, what these small businesses can do is provide an Amazon-like delivery experience, mm -hmm. but while saving costs wow. and also owning their customer experience. So that's what we do at Android AI. So tell me, let's say I sign up as a um, customer for Onroot. Yes. Uh, would I be signing up for a subscription model or was it a, is it a B2B kind of engagement? Uh, yeah, it is a SaaS platform. Mm -hmm. So we charge uh, by, uh, by the number of vehicles they have in their fleet. Mm -hmm. And for some customers, we also charge by the number of deliveries that are made. Mm -hmm. uh, again, we are a very early stage startup, um, mm -hmm. focusing mainly on the product. Mm -hmm. Pricing, I would say, isn't figured out yet, but we'll mm -hmm. get there. Fantastic. 
So what is it like? What are your customers like? Who do you serve? Give us a few names and what a typical day looks for on route serving the customer. Uh, sure, a great question. So biggest customer right now is called the fruit guys. Mm-hmm. So they mainly deliver fruit boxes, mm-hmm. like think of gift boxes, but filled with seasonal fruit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they deliver not just to residences, but mm-hmm. major part of their business is delivering fruits to tech companies in the Bay Area. Like mm-hmm. think of uh, kitchens and Facebook, Google. Awesome. Uh, Salesforce. Uh, mm-hmm. These guys stock their kitchens. Mm-hmm. How they use our software? We have three components to our software. Mm-hmm. Uh, one is for their delivery managers mm-hmm. to plan efficient routes for the day, mm-hmm. uh, like taking into account what the traffic is like, mm-hmm. taking into account time windows for the customer. Mm-hmm. They want their deliveries between 10 and 11. Mm-hmm. And uh, finally, schedules of the drivers. Mm-hmm. Uh, shortage of drivers everywhere. Yeah. The labor market's tight. So, uh, how best you can adjust to their schedules, how easy you can make their job, the mm-hmm. better it is for drivers and for businesses because both win. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's first part of our module. The second part of our module is actually for drivers. So we have an app for them, mm-hmm. which helps them navigate to the next location. Mm-hmm. We also have things like assisting them with finding a parking spot, especially if they are wow. a new driver. So that's where wow. our AI and machine learning comes in to Fantastic. figure out where the parking spot is. So let me ask you this, you know, I um, let's say I'm a loyal customer of Uber, yes. you know, similar app like Swift or something, why would I subscribe to you or be your customer? I kind of almost get this feature um, yes. with Uber and, some, and a couple of other apps. There are apps for parking spots as well, but you know, what is it that you're making the customer's life easy? Let's talk about aggregators a little bit, like mm-hmm. Ubers, uh, the DoorDashes. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are providing a very similar service. Mm-hmm. It, it seems to be like from the outside. Mm -hmm. But there are uh, two big issues with using aggregators. First is who owns the customer experience? Mm -hmm. Let's take a a concrete example. Let's take Instacart, for example, and you Mm -hmm. order something from Instacart from a grocery store. Mm -hmm. The grocery store does not know anything about the customer, what Mm -hmm. data is ordered, how many times they have ordered. Instacart Mm -hmm. owns that experience, Mm -hmm. the customer. Right. Even the delivery driver showing up is branded Instacart. It's not going to be Safeway. It's not going to be Kroger. Uh, the second problem is uh, their fees and commissions. It, and depending on the industry, it can be as high as 30%. Mm-hmm. So you sell something for $100 and $30 goes to them. So I, I get it. It is convenient, but these two drawbacks kind of get customers towards us. Mm-hmm. And I would add a third point, like think of markets that are not food or grocery delivery. Right. Like think of you order a bed or mm-hmm. a couch to your house. Yeah. A Uber Eats driver is not going to get it to your house. Yeah. How do you manage that kind of interaction? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's where we come in. So there are many other industries. Uh, we, we have a, a nice bouquet here. And uh, <laughs> if this was supposed to be delivered, yeah. uh, it's not going to be Uber Eats or uh, DoorDash. So for all these use cases, I can go into many more use cases, but these are some of the reasons why businesses use us versus DoorDash or Uber Eats or Postmates. Does that answer your question? Absolutely, absolutely. So you're uh, trying to, uh, you know, aggregate a lot of data which uh, is missing in the current, you know, last mile delivery uh, startups. Like, so you're aggregating so that it's very uh, optimized, the journey, the time, the money spent, the resources, because drivers get paid hourly, the fleet gets paid hourly. And uh, so this is a huge scalable market, I see. So yes. uh, I don't know if you've penetrated the Indian market because in India, addressing scheme itself is a concern. 
lot yes. of businesses are not mapped on the GPS. Correct. So, are you facing a similar situation in the US market? Have you thought about the Indian market? If so, what is your approach to addressing schemes? Oh uh, yeah, very good point. <laughs> yeah, I grew up in India, so I, I know how addressing <laughs> works. Like people it's, keep going around. And exactly, <laughs> and the addresses are like mandir ke pas or mandir ke pas. Iske piche. Chaiwale ke pas, whatever. Exactly. So yeah. fortunately or unfortunately, we <laughs> we haven't uh, faced that issue uh, yet in the US. Mm-hmm. Uh, but a little hints of those problems do exist in the US as well. I'll give you a specific example. Mm-hmm. Let's take for example. 500 Market Street in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a huge uh, business building in downtown San Francisco. Mm-hmm. And if you send a driver to this Google address or the Google geocoded address of this building, mm-hmm. uh, you would uh, the driver would show up with a big van to the reception of a building. That's mm-hmm. not where deliveries occur. Mm-hmm. Uh, deliveries usually are made to the loading dock, which could be half a block away. It might mm-hmm. be on a different street. Right. We have the address figured out, but not the exact delivery location. Right. So, how do we learn that? So, taking a step back, experienced drivers know this. When they see 500 Market Street, they are not going to drive to 500 Market Street. They are going to drive to the loading dock. Right. But how do we take this learning that's inside drivers' heads, like right. the tacit understanding, and now uh, make it available to? the new drivers how do you make their life easier because in traffic let's say in manhattan you go to the wrong address yes. like going yes, around absolutely. the block yes. you know i can understand i was just there in new york a month ago yes and uh, they don't have an easy way to come back to where you were absolutely. if you missed an exit or if you missed a cross street you really have to go one way for a long time yes and it's extremely inconvenient especially in new york with the kind of traffic they have very stop and go Yes. So uh, I can totally see a value of your application there. So uh, how challenging is it to keep up with this real-time traffic data and real-time logistics data? It's just so uh, dynamic. It's so heavy. Uh, even tracking the map, map itself is a heavy application. So what's it like? You know, how, how it's like a mo- how do you catch the moving target? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you're right. I mean, uh, it it is a hard problem uh, and it is a lot more complex. Yeah. I think that's where most of our value comes in. We do have uh, people who compete in this space as well. Uh, we are not the only startup. But uh, where we differ from every other startup is our routes are um, not static uh, mm-hmm. or they're dynamic in real time and that's what helps with adapting to real time traffic conditions. I'll explain more. So usually when you use legacy software, mm-hmm. you plan the route two days or one day uh, in advance mm-hmm. and once you plan the route they are set in stone yeah uh, now if the traffic conditions change good luck uh, yeah. <laughs> you're, yeah. you're supposed to stay in traffic oh, you're talking about very long distances no distances. i mean uh, even within cities um, so but the maps do that they give you the red uh, you know strip and they give you the green strip or the yellow strip uh, yeah so, you're doing more than that Yes, uh, so I can explain the difference. So if you want to get from A to B, yeah. Google Maps probably does it or Waze does it better than we can do. Right. But if you have to have a combination, let's say you have 25 stops, A through Y or mm. Now Google can, cannot tell you start with A, go oh. to D first, then go to yes, E. Yes. And now add this traffic information on top of that. Yeah. Then that's where Google will not be able to help you. Oh, I see. So that's what your your delivery problem. Yeah, they have so many locations in a day. so many customers to uh, yes. you know reach on time it's not one customer exactly. all of them you have to meet 
I got to batch. Yes. This is a typical Amazon warehouse delivery problem. Exactly. Yes. But so you've cracked it for uh, drivers, delivery drivers. What is it that Amazon hasn't done that you have done? Uh, good question. Uh, Amazon is doing stuff really well. Uh, they have like the top engineers. They probably. have robots in warehouses. Exactly. But if you take a look at everyone else who is not Amazon, they don't have access to mm -hmm. this technology. I so see. we are democratizing uh, almost the same technology that Amazon has and making it available to awesome. uh, companies that cannot afford or don't have access to it. Because most companies, unlike Amazon, they are not logistics companies. They are product companies. They are services companies which have to do logistics. They are not right. logistics companies that <laughs> have figured this out. So that's where we come in. We try to help them with their logistics piece so that they can focus on building great products, delivering great services, and right. we take care of the logistics for okay. them. Here's like a VC question I'm going to ask you. Sure. Uh, you have to showcase the value, business value of your service, put some numbers and tell me how much will you save me in terms of dollars or hours if I'm a business and I have 10 deliveries per day. Like let's say I'm a catering business, I have 10 stops per day. How will you showcase your value in dollars and hours? With just that information, it's hard to give a one answer, but I can give you um, okay, some information. Okay, DoorDash, let's say. DoorDash yes. for Sunnyvale or whatever, Sunnyvale uh, location. Uh, so if you take that example, then how do you showcase value to them? Okay, let's take an example of our actual existing customer, which is similar. Uh, they have about 50 stops a day. That is a lot. I mean, uh, we think it is a lot, but if I have asked you to guess how much would, uh, let's say, an Amazon driver or a FedEx driver, uh, how many deliveries would they do in a day? Yeah. What, what, what would be your guess? Uh, 15, 20? No, they do 300. Oh my gosh. In one shift. Oh my gosh, 300? 300 in one shift. They're not even registering it. They just went <laughs> on like a robot. Exactly. So it is a driverless car problem. It's, it should move to a driverless car domain. Yes, I, I think when we have autonomous vehicles, um, yeah. it would bring a you lot of efficiency. You company to that level to yes. work with autonomous uh, uh, exactly. Yeah. So uh, I give you this example of location data where exactly to make a delivery. When right. we have autonomous cars, this data is going to be uh, really valuable. So you're future compatible. Yes, I, I think Absolutely. so. And also, um, like there are other use cases. Think of insurance. If you think about, uh, like if you break down costs of last mile yeah. operations, insurance yeah. is a big piece. Yeah. Um, how do you use this data to help companies save on insurance? That's another use case. So, and our algorithms are constantly learning and we are building this treasure trove of data right um and we call it internally as something called as the fingerprint of the city so we know wow. <laughs> i love what, that yes um, i love that yes oh so, my gosh so you know in mit they have city science lab yes they have uh, a lot going on there so you are merging the current industry practices with the academic vision because of your stint with the mit professor you've kind of you know those ideas in the research labs Many of them don't see the light of the day. Yours, you're seeing the light of the day, you're scaling, you're generating revenue. So uh, tell me about the fingerprint. I'm excited, super excited. <laughs> <laughs> I think one big factor we all can relate to is we hate being stuck in traffic. Right, right. So one example of uh, fingerprint of the city is imagine there's a ball game going on uh, yeah. in the Warrior Stadium mm -hmm. or in the Giants Stadium here in San Jose. It's not every time that there's a game going on. But when there's a game going on and you send a delivery driver to make a delivery there, yeah. you're sending him uh, almost <laughs> uh, to hell. Yeah. It's yeah. going to be super hard. So one part of fingerprint of our city is predicting traffic patterns, knowing that 
what happens during events mm-hmm. what happens when there's rain for example or in the northeast uh, when there's a snowstorm uh, everything grinds to a halt so that uh, that would be one part of the fingerprint of the city the other one i already mentioned is knowing where exactly deliveries are supposed to be made one use case would be knowing how long it takes to make a delivery yeah. uh, helps you give accurate etas to your future stops in the route right so let's say you have to go 10 floors up a building yeah that's a very different service time than on the yeah, ground floor exactly so we have extended our app now to collect data the wi-fi and bluetooth fingerprints mm-hmm. within buildings so we know now uh, with the level of accuracy of a floor yeah what happens so that's where we uh, we are headed beautiful so you know i have this question i see a lot of investment going to satellite and space technologies yes what is the next frontier for you i mean i would even add quantum technologies because if you are creating a fingerprint of a city you can create a fingerprint of a nation and all that data during war during crisis it can be become fingerprint of the nation and somebody like you with an extended service you can be very valuable to the government or to the uh, international defense agency or whatever whatever it is so tell us uh, how you could integrate with space technologies as a future vision having better maps helps everyone mm-hmm. and having higher resolution maps even helps more people mm-hmm. like i think as we have constellations of satellites right uh, one use case that i see is if we have enough resolution finding open parking spots let's say we uh, yeah. have imagery for every part of the, the world city. yeah the world yeah every 5 minutes mm-hmm. so we can we can suggest hey the parking spots open uh, this is where you drive to that so would would be one use case so you're building a world controlled by algorithms yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes i mean this kind of stuff if you really think about it it's non non value added isn't it humans can be yeah. put, putting their mind to work for more creative use things, absolutely yeah. yes. parking no doubt traffic jams no doubt it's exactly it's the, you know in india this is like the the problem you know i want to go to settle in bangalore but the first thing comes to my gosh <laughs> The, the parking i don't find parking or i have to sit in traffic for an hour or so yep. Imagine, same with yeah. san francisco same with new york so you know with that i could keep going on but we reached the end of the hour and here you are you know you're from nitk and you wish an arbor you worked at mit you're here so young and you've made it here to falcon x accelerator and uh, you have a promising startup what is your one message to the youth entrepreneurs i know every entrepreneur's journey is different but how did you get here how did you choose this very difficult path of entrepreneurship and uh, you're seeing yourself succeed what is your secret what's your story <laughs> i think uh, about success time will tell <laughs> but uh, but here's the thing um, I, i mean it sounds cliche but being uh, able to enjoy the journey uh, is very important because uh, it you is a struggle smiling. <laughs> i've never seen you frown about anything i've been so many times now never frowned about anything and you're very calm so i watch for that the, i mean <laughs> <laughs> then i'm putting on a good show because uh, <laughs> every, when you're running a startup Absolutely. everything is in turmoil but uh, imagine uh, like Here's the thing uh, things are going bad all the time but yeah. the one good thing is you have the sense of satisfaction yeah. that you're uh, building something you're delivering value to someone uh, when customers tell you hey, how helpful this has been yeah, it's very rewarding and for uh, entrepreneurs especially if you're young yeah. take the chance what do you have to lose yeah. um and yeah. this will be your most rewarding journey ever i can i can vouch for that
right on that amazing amazing note take a chance you know give it your all try your best and keep that smiling face just like me um <laughs> thank you neil for gracing this show and thank I you we love you back once again thank you it was a pleasure talking to you awesome. thank you